following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash. Gordon's alive! Broadcasting from deep inside the forests of Arborea, welcome to Flash Gordon Minute. Presenting your hosts, survivors of the Wood Beast Trial, Brad and Eric. It is Minute 109 of Flash Gordon Minute. Eric, how are you this fine evening? Uh, oh, uh, sorry Brad, I am completely distracted because I'm playing air guitar right now. <laughs> did did you ever have like an air band contest at uh, your your high school? Fortunately, no. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I remember my my high school had them, and uh, they could be fun, but it was just weirdly how competitive. I saw like teenagers in tears at the end because <laughs> they didn't. And I was like, wow, this is. This is intense. I just went on because somebody needed help, extra people to do a dance for a Weird Al Yankovic bit. It's like, eh. <laughs> not really a crying thing. We had a we had a, a lip sync contest, but not not air air band contest. Yeah, it's yeah okay. Same thing, just somehow douchier when when you have the whole band and somebody trying to find a bass guitar because they don't have one. All right, but uh, but somebody who isn't douchey. God, uh, my transitions are terrible this week. Uh, we have a great guest with us. Eric, who is joining us today? Well, uh, I got to tell everyone, I have gone down with the ship with our email address. Uh, we get great interaction on our Facebook and Twitter pages. And literally only one person ever has written our email address. However, I insisted on plugging the email address at the end of every single show. And that one person who wrote us gets the prize by joining us today as our last guest on the show. And he also watched the movie in a very unique way that he is going to share with us. Please welcome KJ Valensic. Hello, everyone. You make me sound so ancient using email. <laughs> <laughs> he sent a singing telegram to the show. So, so hopefully my brain is working right now because I just finished watching the movie for the first time through like less than 10 minutes ago. And I'm, I'm still processing here. So, so Cher, how, how have you been listening to us and in, in relationship to this movie? So I had never seen uh, Flash Gordon before, but I've been listening to the podcast minute by minute and just kind of using my mind's eye to visualize what you guys are describing make my best guess for what's coming next and uh, finally sat down and watched it through uh, end to end um, to see how it, how it held up. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And this is not your first time doing this. Uh, KJ is a, is a fan of Geppetto studios and it's uh, umbrella programs. And you did something similar for um, army of darkness. And we did a minute by minute by that. And uh, as we were talking in the green room, this is your second time being the last guest on one of our minute-by-minute minute productions. Yeah, you probably don't ever want to have me on uh, Cosmic Geppetto. That might be bad news. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's not that you watch the movie one minute at a time. It's that you listen to our show and then watch the movie after you listen to the show. Yes. Uh, I don't think I could handle watching the movie one minute at a time. <laughs> 
for a brief Although time, I think I, I did hear someone was doing that out there. No, so. no, I, I, that was me misunderstanding what you were doing. I thought that you were listening to the show and then going and watching that minute and then listening to the next day's show and watching that minute and doing it that way. That was me not, uh, not grasping the way that you were doing it. Uh, maybe I'll try that next time. <laughs> oh, dear so, God, tell, next time. So, you know, so, you know, tell us, you know, we, we can get into the few credits that we have to talk about later on, but uh, tell us, you know, what were some of the, you know, points that really stuck out in, in watching the movie this way? Oh, man. I guess there, were, there was a lot of things that I, I thought I had worked out in my brain that just really blew my mind when I watched it. And the thing that more than anything else, I mean, there's lots of craziness, but the thing I was not prepared for is that Flash's shirt has a back to it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for you? Because you've heard a lot of Brian Blessed Voltan impressions over the course of the show, because it's hard to talk about Brian Blessed without trying to talk like Brian Blessed, and then seeing and hearing him, most important, the first time. I think you guys did a pretty good impressions, believe it or not. Um, and Brian Blessed, I think, is the only member of the cast. Uh, I take that back. I'm also familiar with Hookins, uh, but I, I think Brian Blessed's the only other member that I've actually seen any of his stuff. Really? Okay. Wait, what else did you see him in? I've seen him around. I'd have to look at his IMDb. I am I am not like you. I can't just recall these things on the spot. <laughs> well, he's certainly recognizable, even if you don't remember. He, sometimes he's more memorable than he's the movies he's in. Yeah. Because you just know Brian Blessed. All right. So, so Eric, walk us through uh, anything that popped out at you from minute 109. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say that the, the audio of this uh, minute starts out with the line, yes, you're a hero uh, in the song. So I just want to make note of that after the story I told last week of my uh, uh, total uh, you know, uh, feeling lame when I was so excited about getting the soundtrack. And then my friend uh, read the lyrics was like, yes, you're a hero. So there, there's the line. Uh, as far as credits go, well, uh, we've got here a thing about where the music is recorded at. They list four different studios where the music's recorded at. We get three different names of who the music is recorded by. And what we don't get, so it's our last chance to talk about him. I know Brad and I, you know, ad nauseum discussed this guy, but, you know, he was he was gracious as coming on our show. Um, I Before I st we started the show, I really was not aware how much of the music in this movie was done by Howard Blake. But holy cow, Brad, all this stuff about music recording and Howard Blake's name does not appear in these end credits. That's shameful. His name belongs all over there. Yeah, yeah. One thing, and uh, it's sort of a weird thing that I, I get a kick out of. They listed that the color for the film was by the company Technicolor. What was weird about this is they said color... C-O-L-O-U-R, the, the British spelling, by Technicolor, uh, Techna, then C-O-L-O-R. Guys, you got to choose. If, if you're going to say Technicolor with the American spelling, which you have to because that's the name of a company, then you need to just get, get the U completely out of there. Also, the music, we, we go back, and they're just sort of doing a remix of the Flash theme. Which is great, and every time you hear the beginning, you hear that just uh, the percussive dun 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 dun. I'm just always so thrilled when I hear that. That sound makes me happy. Oh, the the uh, and the the last 
30 seconds of this song, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't get any louder. You can't get any more just butt kicking and just loud queen. Just, you know, oh, if you if you if you listen to the last 30 seconds of this song and you're not excited and want to run out and, you know, go play in the Super Bowl or something, then you just, you know, you're just not a human. Yeah, it sounds great. Now, uh, KJ, you're a music guy. A little bit. One of the things KJ did is he did an awesome, awesome remix of uh, and reimagining of the theme song for uh, Minute of Darkness. And uh, just great guitar work and really inventive uh, uh, production that you did on that. Um, what are your feelings on Queen? Queen's one of my favorite bands. I love Brian May. He's, he's one of my guitar idols. He's one of those uh, tech guys that are always um, you know, fiddling with their stuff and doing engineering to make their sound better. And that's the kind of thing that I really get into. Very cool. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's great to just have some more Queen music here at the end. And they, Eric, tell me if I'm wrong, end credits is all Queen. There was no uh, How- yes. There was no Howard Blake mixed in. No, no. The, the whole the, the end credits is the song "Hero." That it, it starts. Um, Ming picks up the ring, starts laughing, and the, the 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 song "The Hero" starts, and then it that's 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 the entire music for uh, the end credits is the song "The Hero." Credits and song end at the same time. Wanted to call out here. We list the who the handled the main and end titles are Greenberg Associates Incorporated, Richard Greenberg. I wanted to call them out just because. Uh, uh, we talked about way back at the beginning how much we love the opening credits to this movie uh, with the pulling the drawings from the old original comic strip and the way that they had them sort of motioning in and out. Uh, so I uh, want to call them out. Uh, and then uh, it ends with the cast. And, you know, I mean, we're not going to, you know, get into the cast. We talked about the cast over the course of the movie. But there's two uh, character names that I just wanted to call out that I was not aware of as we were doing the movie. Uh, the priest who performs or attempts to perform Ming and Dale's wedding, his name is Zogi, Z-O-G-I. That's new information to me. Cool name. Uh, and the other one that I wanted to call out is an actor named Ken Sicklin plays a character simply referred to as a tree man. So not, not tree man, but a tree man. And I found that, I found that humorous. Just say tree man. Yeah. Why is he a tree man? Yeah, not trying to make it sound as generic as possible. Well, here's the thing. When I saw the cast of characters list, I am way too interested in the order that the actors are listed. Ah, okay. Because I know it doesn't seem like it should be a big deal. It is a huge deal to the actors. Sure. How they're listed. And there have been stories about actors who have battled and uh, when they're listed in the credits and who's listed first and who's listed higher and whose name is in bigger letters and it's it's something that there have been battles and I know there have been cases of actors having their names removed from the credits because they didn't get the right placement wow hmm. um, and I was just sort of interested in the, the way it was um, listed because obviously first listed was Sam, Sam Jones as it should be then Melody Anderson, Max von Sydow, uh, then Topal, then Ornella Moody, then Timothy Dalton, and then Brian Blessed. I was like, oh, Brian Blessed getting like sixth or seventh billing. Are you saying that's too high or too low? Seems a little low. Well, I mean, the thing is, 
he's not in the movie as much as Timothy Dalton is. He's not in his character is not as important as Princess Aura. Um, you know, I think he's actually in a pretty good spot. I could have seen him switching with Dalton. Just you're right when it comes to the character. You know, t- Dal- um, you, you know, Dalton certainly had more screen time, but as opposed to names, I just feel like Brian Blessed's a bigger name. Um, but no, you're right. It certainly makes sense. Uh, then Peter Wingard, then Kala, then John Osborne, the Arborian Prince, and then Richard O'Brien. It's like, eh, how'd the Arborian Prince get up there? Arborian Priest. <laughs> priest. Yes, Priest. Sorry. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things where, you know, you get into where if the actor is more well-known, even if they're in a smaller role, they might be higher up on the list, you know. Uh, that's probably the case with John Osborne. Because he, I, I remember discussing him when he came on, and he, he, was, a, he was a playwright, he was a pretty big deal. Um, the, you know, in looking at this now, as you, as you raise this point, a couple, a couple of things stick out to me now that, like, you know, Luro is, the, the, they've got, a, they've got a, a dividing line, basically, where they've got the top about 15 or so characters and then there's a blank space, and then they get into the rest of the cast to sort of separate, all right, this is, you know, the big part of the cast. And they've got Luro and the serving girl in the top part, but then Hedonia and Biro are in the bottom part. And so it's like, you know, to me, Luro and Biro, are, you know, I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're on the screen the ta- together the whole movie. They both probably have the same amount of dialogue. You know, Luro's up there and Biro's down there, and then Hedonia and the serving girl kind of the same thing you know um but one of them is in the top part one's in the bottom part yeah it's i I, and it's a weird thing to be interested in but i always i am interested in that and you know it's uh it's all about you know what experience they have and how good how good's their agent well then again we've got voltan's daughter is fourth in the second group way ahead of a lot of other people she says nothing and is on screen for maybe three seconds (laughs) That's right. <laughs> so I, she had an incredible agent. She was somebody's daughter. I am convinced she is somebody's daughter. And let's just point out that, of course, the top person in the second section is the immortal William Hootkins. Oh, the hoot. This serving girl, is that the one that um, swaps places with uh, with Dale? Yes. Okay. Well, so she's got She's got a decent bit of screen time then. Yeah, she does, but you know, Hedonia does also. But Hedonia is in that second group. Okay. Hedonia is the one is is the one that uh, near the end she comes in, you know, tells Aura and Dale, "All right, you know, it's time for you to go to your wedding." Yeah, this it's that's why I find it interesting. It, it's and knowing there probably were arguments over who got into the first and who got into the second group. I did look up uh, the guy listed as the sound mixer, Ivan Sherrick. And I'm not actually too sure what sound mixer means, but it, it sounded kind of important in a movie like this with lots of music and uh, sound effects. And this guy's credits are insane. He's got he's got like a hundred over a hundred titles, um, many of which are still recent and big big budget movies and stuff. Like he just has not stopped. Yeah, and we t- we're just talking about this a little bit yesterday. The, the behind the scenes. Is no joke. They have some people have worked on. Obviously, plenty of people have worked on Star Wars films in this, and uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, and Alien films. It, it's Superman films. Yeah, it's some really impressive 
uh, pedigrees uh, working behind the scenes of this movie, and it it shows. You know, it's a silly movie, um, but it was a silly movie, silly movie that was taken seriously and done right. Um, KJ, what? Um, so you know, you, you, I'm really interested because you just watched this movie for the first time. You just finished watching it. Um, what, what were some other things that you? were really eye-popping to you or really surprising or, or didn't match up with what you thought <laughs> you, they were going to You're leading like. the witness there, Brad, by saying eye-popping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried to take notes, but I kept getting caught up in uh, the fun and excitement of all, but I, I did get a, manage to get a few out. Um, I, I did. There, there was one line that stood out as my favorite in the whole movie, and that, that was when uh, Flash says, it's telepathy, over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! The CB phase really affected everyone. <laughs> was there anything that um, was ruined? Uh, that like was like what was was there like a number one thing that were like, oh, I wish uh, I hadn't known that. I wish Eric and Brad didn't say that because I you know we assu- we did this show assuming anyone listening had seen the movie, so you know we refer to events happening later on in previous minutes. Was there anything that like? One top thing, like, oh damn! I really wish I hadn't known that ahead of time. Uh, I w- I wish I did not know about Ming's death. Ah, okay. That, that's the one bit where uh, I don't think I would have been prepared for it to come th- quite that quickly. I would have been ready for that that showdown that that didn't really happen. Yeah, well, yeah, we discussed that, uh, and I I guess as we're recording this, maybe those that week hasn't aired yet, but uh, that I said how in uh, a movie I love that is one of my all-time favorite movies, if I have one legitimate big criticism about it, it's there really is no final battle between the hero and the main villain. I guess that would have happened in Flash Gordon too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe one day. You never say never. They they just announced. Uh, They've announced there's a new uh, Deadwood movie coming out. There, uh, more, you know, Rick's going to be in Walking Dead movies, TV movies, and it seems like no property ever goes away. Uh, KJ, did you watch this alone, or were you able to convince your wife to sit and watch this one with you? <laughs> so my uh, my wife actually just had her tonsils out, uh, so she's on some drugs right now so she, she was going to try to watch it with me and i would say maybe 10 minutes in she was snoring next to me <laughs> this movie would be amazing to watch on drugs but yeah she would not be the first person on some sort of altered uh, state watching this and quite frankly i think you would be the odd man out when it comes to people who watch this for the first time uh and their state of mind yeah i watched it for the first time in a notebook that's that's <laughs> just push up my glasses right here <laughs> oh jeez yeah um all right well uh, what other notes did you have kj i don't really think i have any other notes that are interesting to to the listeners here just kind of my stream of consciousness everything from like oh uh she just kissed him like in spider-man <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's your uh, who's your favorite character? Uh, I'm not sure which one is named, but the the Hawkman with the crazy hair, with the the really big hair. I guess that must be Luro with the dark hair. Luro, uh, I think he was my favorite. He is eye catching. You, you can have you you can easily have a favorite Hawkman. They all have a little personality, and they all look insane. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like uh, 300. 
except for if everybody had a little bit more dad bod. Well, I, I was something about that hair. It, it reminded me of Brian May's hair, who's still rocking that same haircut. Uh, yeah. It's amazing that over the last... God, Brian May, he's got to be 65 if he's a day. Um, and apparently through since he was a fetus, Brian May has had that same weird... Uh, <laughs> curly mullet. Yeah, it's uh, just recently, and Queen's been getting a lot of press recently because of Bohemian Rhapsody, which Eric made fifty million dollars over the weekend. Oh, nice! I listen for a for a biopic about a band that hasn't existed for thirty years. That's great. Yeah, it's was stunning, and it wasn't getting fantastic reviews either. No, uh, Brian May seventy one, by the way. Oh, oh, and, and still has that happening. So uh, God bless him. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you would think somebody, if nothing else, would just put like a cabbie hat like they did with the lead singer for ACDC. Try some sort of headwear just to, to calm this down. But it's worked for him so long. He, he must feel like he's Samson. And if he cuts the hair, he'll lose his power as a guitarist. All right. Well, um, KJ, this has been fantastic. Can you do me a favor? And you got to type up those notes and put them on uh, the, the listener's vortex. Will do. Eric, that would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, KJ, do you have any any pluggables? I do not. Uh, it's been awesome having you with us and uh, you know, putting another finishing touches on yet another minute by minute. Uh, you should really like join the uh, minute by minute Facebook group and just offer yourself like I'm here for your last episode. That that could be a thing. Eric, well, let let our listeners know uh, where they can find out more about Flash Gordon Minute and where they can find uh, KJ's notes once he puts them up. Yes, you can find them on Facebook in our Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex. Uh, remember, we're also on Twitter, Flash Gordon Pod. And I don't care that this is the next to last episode and that our only email pal is here. Everyone, FlashGordonMinute at gmail.com. Yeah, give us a deluge. It's a surprise, Eric. <laughs> All right, we asked for everyone's ratings, reviews on iTunes. Uh, you know, I know we only have one episode left after this, but... More range reviews you get, the more people can join the fun, and then they can just download all the episodes and just have one hell of a weekend. Yeah, because, you know, just because we're done recording, folks, this is the internet. This stuff lives forever. You know, you can go back and start from the beginning, uh, like watching the movie Memento or The Sixth Sense once you know what happens. Uh, or, you know, uh, someone might want to, uh, you know, might want to recommend this to someone, and hey, you know, just because someone didn't follow along with us live doesn't mean they can't discover us years and years from now and go start listening to the show all right well uh eric this has been fantastic we have one more episode left and i'm feeling great and it's been so excited we're coming to the finish line but there is one thing just gnawing at the back of my brain gnawing like a like a nasty beaver yes there's i have brain beaver (laughs) Uh, that was just a weird thing to say so here's the thing, we're talking about the cast of characters and how everyone's in, you know, the importance of uh, how, how they're ordered and, you know, where, and I just can't help but think, but if there was a cast of characters list of Flash Gordon Minute, where would I land? Because you're obviously the star, and, uh, you know, I just think it would be somewhere after Crystal Beth, right? <laughs> oh, Brad, come on. We, we, I think that we all know that because you would be coming in as the bigger name, having your own podcast and having previously hosted another Movies by Minute podcast, and I am the neophyte, I think we know you would be number one on the cast list and I would be number two. So if your ego is truly concerned about your cast list positioning, don't worry about it. Flash will save every one of us. 
Attention listeners, follow us on Twitter on Flash Gordon Pod. Join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Listeners Vortex. Stay tuned for the next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute. I need to remember this 
So please, one last kiss. Let me take a long last look before we say goodbye. Lay your head back upon the ground. Let your hair fall all around. Offer up your best 